This is the SETN Podcast with Chris Goforth and Chandler Morrison, covering high school football in Chattanooga and the Southeast Tennessee area. The SETN Podcast. Welcome in this week to SETN Preps. Chris Goforth alongside Chandler Morrison. We are ready to put the wraps on week nine and start to look ahead to week 10. We've only got two weeks left in the regular season, Chandler. It is hard to believe, but I say it every year. Uh, the regular season feels like it just flies by. We don't, we don't know more than get the season kicked off in August until, uh, we're already planning for playoffs. And that's kind of what we're doing here. You look back over the, uh, the stretch of week nine, I think the ten, the teams that we thought would win big did win big. Marion, South Pittsburgh, both rolled. Signal Mountain, Meigs County, uh, and then, you know, teams like Maryville and Anderson County, they did exactly what they do. And uh, I think that's kind of what we saw on Friday night from those teams. Yeah, I think it was, in some regards, it was a very predictable week. In other regards, it was not. And I'm sure we'll talk about those here in a second, Chris. But, you know, I think a lot of teams took care of business. And it made uh, planning for playoffology, which you'll hear tomorrow. Uh, this this is recorded, or this is uh, on a Monday. You were here at playoffology on a Tuesday. Um, you know, it made my job pretty easy, except for uh, a few upsets along the way. Yeah, there were a couple of upsets on Friday night, and we'll, we'll get to some of those. I want to remind you, you can find us uh, on Twitter, at SETN Preps. If you are headed out to a game on Friday night, you want to keep up with some of the games that are going on around the area, give us a follow, at SETN Preps. Um, and if you've got a score Friday night, shoot it to us, at SETN Preps. You can find Chandler on Twitter, at Sports Chandler. You can find me, at ChrisGoForth1. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Our website's setnpreps.com. And, uh, of course, our, our podcast. This is kind of the centerpiece of what we do. You can subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. We are on all of the major podcast platforms. Just go look for us. Chandler, let's hop into um, a look back at Week 9. Let's start with McMinn County in Cleveland. McMinn County is now 8-0. and and they are on a collision course with Maryville this Friday night. That is going to be the game in our area Friday night. Maryville at McMinn County. McMinn County, the run game, I think it's the best in the area. That offensive line, I think, is the best in the area. Jalen Hunt rushed for 238 yards, had three touchdowns. Uh, the best thing about McMahon, and I got two things here. Number one, Jaden Miller, 111 yards passing and two touchdowns. It's good to see them continue to develop some in the pass game because I think that's going to have to be a factor for McMahon going forward. And the second thing is Friday night was the first time since the first game of the year that McMahon County has had to play their starters into the fourth quarter. Those guys, they've been playing two, maybe two and a half quarters most of the year because they've been beating people so badly. They're going to need a four-quarter effort on Friday night to play or, or to get a win against Maryville. And so this is what I, I was glad to see those guys play into the fourth quarter and be challenged a little bit by this Cleveland squad. Now, Cleveland's allowed 1,100 yards rushing in the last three weeks. And uh, it's a football team right now that's just having to take its lumps. You know, you're right. I mean, McKay was just dominant. They had the slow start kind of by their standard. I'm not saying it was a slow start. It was kind of a slow start by their standards. 
Um, you know, McMinn County is just lots out. You know, they, they didn't really get distracted by Maryville. In fact, it looked, felt like they got ready for Maryville in that game without, you know, letting too much go. Um, they didn't, you know, and they stepped in and kept playing like they should and dominating like they should. We talk all the time about teams that, you know, if you want to play with the big boys, you got to you got to score like the big boys. You got to beat people like the big boys. Well, they are doing that and doing that well, Chris. A couple of nuggets on McMinn County because it wouldn't be an SET Impress podcast if Chandler didn't spill some nuggets out on the floor. Spill still good. McMinn County is twenty and two since twenty seventeen when they've scored at least thirty points. Okay, fifteen and zero when at least scoring forty in seven straight games this season. Which you can look at the you can look at the schedule and see this pretty easy. Seven straight games scored at least 40 points this season. Uh, that's just kind of one of those things that uh, you going into the season, if a, you tell a coach 70 of your 10 games and maybe even more um, are, are going to be, you're going to score at least 40 points in, I think that coach is going to be pretty happy with that even before the season. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, look, you put up those kind of points, you expect to be able to win games. They're not going to score 40 points on Maryville. I don't think. I'll be shocked if they score 40 points on Maryville. But, I, you know, again, we, we always root for our local teams, and right now I think McMinn County is probably the best that we have uh, at having a shot right now at being able to, to knock off Maryville. Maybe the best chance we've had for a local team in beating Maryville in a long time. I mean, a legit long time. So Maybe 20, 30 years. Yeah, I mean, it feels <laughs> like it's it's been – Feels like it's been a long time. So, um, but anyway, good luck to McMinn County. We'll talk more McMinn County Maryville coming up later on. We'll get our preview podcast where we'll take a look ahead at some of these Week Ten games. We'll do that uh, coming up on Thursday here on SETN Preps. Ray County and Saudi Daisy. This is the game that I was at on Friday night. This was our high school rivals game uh, on the CW Chattanooga. Saudi Daisy. Their run of region championship ends at two straight. There will be no three-peat. Ray County locked up the region 4-5A championship. Ray County's defensive line and linebackers. That was the difference in this game. For anybody that watched it on TV, and I tried to point this out a couple of times during the broadcast, is the fact that they absolutely dominated Soddy Daisy up front. Soddy Daisy's undersized on the offensive line. And Ray County took advantage of it. They were dominant. They put Soddy Daisy behind the sticks so many times that Soddy just couldn't dig their way out of it. And Soddy came out on the and and scored first drive of the game, and they looked really good. And then Ray kind of made some adjustments. They got rolling, and Ray County scored thirty-eight unanswered points in this game, and and they did it with a defense that was absolutely smothering. I don't know how many times Isaac Barnes was sacked in this game. Now, he ended up with good numbers. He was 20 out of 28, 196 yards, one touchdown passing, one touchdown rushing. He played pretty well. They just gave him nothing up front. He was under duress all night. Dalton Hampton, Ethan Davis, that's a great one-two punch for Ray. Uh, Dalton Hampton with 156 yards on 17 carries. Ethan Davis ran for 143 yards. Thought it was a good win for, for Ray County. And this Ray County team, now we've, we've talked about McMinn County and how deep can they go in the playoffs. How about Ray County and how deep they can go? I think Ray County is going to be a factor in 5A before it's all said and done, Chandler. 
Yeah, Ray County taking care of it. It's interesting you say that, Chris. I have a nugget here in a second that, that goes right with what you're saying. Uh, Ray County was just dominant after that initial Sonny Daisy touchdown. It, it just felt like they pulled all the air out of the room or out, off the field, rather, for Sonny Daisy. It, it just, you know, it felt like they were just kind of holding Sonny Daisy at bay there. Ray County taking care of business like they should. Um, I really like what they're doing now, just running the ball and daring anyone to stop them. Their defense is just solid. I think that's been the big difference this year is that the defense has been able to step up, and, and they don't need as much offense this year because of that defense. Not to say they don't score points, but they don't need it as much as maybe they have in years past. Uh, that nugget, by the way, Chris, the last time Ray County started 8-0, we talk all the time about how they, you know, they've kind of struggled in the playoffs a little bit. They've not really had that signature run. The last time they started 8-0, Chris, they were in the semifinals. That was back in 2014. All right, good stuff. Good stuff. Father Ryan and Macaulay on Friday night. Oh, my goodness. I did not see this one coming. <laughs> Macaulay committed three turnovers in the first half, and Father Ryan turned all three of those into points, and that was the difference in this game. I don't want to take anything away from Father Ryan. Look, they won the game. They got the W, but my goodness. Baylor just did themselves in in this game. I mean, you talk about shooting yourselves. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Macaulay, they just did themselves in in this game. You talk about shooting yourself in the foot. That's what Macaulay did. They did this to themselves. Now, give Father Ryan credit because they took advantage of it. But, my goodness, Macaulay, what has happened? I think the scary thing about this is, Chris, is that Macaulay had an off week going into this. You know, they had Baylor – Last, uh, you know, they had Baylor two weeks, two weeks ago in that rivalry game. Yep. And then they had the bye week here. Uh, I don't know if that was planned or if they just had somebody cancel. I think it was just a, a planned bye week already for that week. And they come into this game, and 31-7, you get rocked. I mean, you come out of a bye week. Now, now, if they come off an off week and they're struggling against Father Ryan and they don't and they lose in, like, the fourth quarter, I, you know, Chris, it's not surprising. I think the surprising thing about this this is probably the most shocking result we've had in the 2020 season, not because they lost, but because because we know Division II AAA, anybody can win any given Friday. But when you get down to it, the surprising part of this is that the margin of victory was so high for Father Ryan. I think it's going to turn heads around the state completely. We saw the possibility of an upset, but not on this kind of scale. And, and this is what Father Ryan did after a hard-fought game on the road against Baylor last week. It doesn't get any Better for them, for, for Macaulay, because they host Lively Christian in Virginia. Don't know what we're getting here, but they do end at Itsworth uh, to end their season the week after that. And, Chris, I, you know, as, as tough as Division Two AA is, you know, you got to get every win you can get. I will say this. I think Father Ryan has had a better year than a lot of people expected. They knock off Baylor and Macaulay in successive weeks who – you know, a lot of people thought we're going to be the big dogs in, in, in Division II AAA to start this season. Yeah, namely me. I thought that, and I was wrong. So, um, wow. But yeah, I, I, again, I didn't see this one coming. Hats off to Father Ryan because uh, they got the win. Let's talk about another upset on Friday night. I know it's 5A beating 4A, but Walker Valley beating East Hamilton uh, – to me, I think this is an upset. I, I think maybe it's the bigger upset of the night, even bigger than Father Ryan knocking off Macaulay. Um, I, I know East Hamilton, again, that's a 4A school. Walker Valley's a 5A school. But I still would have thought that East Hamilton would be the favorite, especially playing this game at home. 
this is another game that came down to turnovers, and East Hamilton turned it over four times. Uh, Haynes Eller, the East Hamilton quarterback, he hadn't thrown an interception all season until Friday night. And we talk about this being a matchup of two good quarterbacks in our area. Uh, Walker Valley's uh, Tucker Pope, 13 out of 20 for 182 yards. But give this, give this win to Drew Aikens because he has done a heck of a job as the head coach at Walker Valley. And I know his, you know, his dad's a, a great coach, um, Robert Aikens, down at Ringgold and just won his 250th game or, or whatever the number was for, for Coach Aikens the other, uh, the other day. And I think Drew is on his way to being another great coach because he took over a program that was absolutely awful. They were horrendous when Drew Aikens got there. And look at what he has been able to do. We saw the effects of him taking over last year because he made an immediate impact. They were better immediately. Now, Chandler, we're seeing what it looks like when a coach takes a program and they take the next step. That's what's going on right now with Walker Valley. They're taking the next step. Walker Valley, Ray County, Next year in 2021, that's a game I want to see because that is going to be, that'll be the two best 5A teams in our area going at it next year because Ray's bringing everybody back and Drew Aikens has got them rocking and rolling at Walker Valley right now. Yeah, that defense was just superb. Uh, you know, I, I know uh, Coach Harvey there, uh, he used to go to Squatch County and I know he was one of my coaches back in the day. Hats off to him for just doing a great job defensively there. You know, this is so out of character for East Hamilton to just have those turnovers, this and that. I think Walker Valley finally showed us, and we can talk all day about how this is for Drew Aiken, and it is, but I think it showed, number one, that Walker Valley can finally finish. You know, in in, in a game where, you know, because this, Chris, you know as well as I do, East Hamilton is a really good team. This could have easily been a game where Walker Valley gets ahead 21 nothing, 28 nothing, 28-7, and all of a sudden, East Hamilton starts the comeback, and now all of a sudden it's a 35-28 win or something like that. We saw it happen earlier this year. We saw it happen plenty of times. But Walker Valley finally said, you know what, let's try putting our foot on the gas for once, and it worked for them. And, and you know, I, I, they might be, you know, they might be able to make a run. You know, with that, you know, they've still got the number two seed up for grabs. You know, they play Saudi at the end of the season. I think if they get that number two seed, and right now my money is on Walker Valley trying to, you know, to, to beat Saudi Daisy. Uh, you know, that two seed could be a lot of help, and they could make a deep run in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, five A's wide open. Uh, who knows what they could do in the playoffs? Uh, Chris, I got a question for you. What What do you prefer to dunk your nuggets in? Well, that would be some sort of sauce. How about some barbecue sauce? All right, let's get your barbecue sauce out because we got another nugget, Chris. All right. All right, I'm ready to dunk. <laughs> First win for Walker Valley. Wait, what, over- kind of, what kind of barbecue sauce are you serving? Oh, that's that's a tough question. Oh, it's definitely not McDonald's barbecue sauce. No, no, that's uh, gross. That's gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, now I've uh, got. Let's see, I've got some. I've got some some sweet baby rays. Yeah, that's always a classic. Yep, yep. Sweet baby rays is good. And then I'll tell you, man. There's some stuff that I bought, and I don't know if I got it at Fresh Market or if I got it at Publix, but it's Gates, Kansas okay. City barbecue, uh, right. and that may be my favorite barbecue sauce by the way um i'm i'm a big barbecue guy 
Gates is probably my favorite. I've got to go see if I can find more of it because it is really good. Anyway, so I got my Gates. I'm ready to go. This is a Kansas City sauce, too. It's not a Carolina sauce. It's not that mustardy stuff. Um, This is a a, a Kansas City barbecue sauce. Okay, go ahead now. Yeah, and we just had a barbecue over here at the church this weekend for a fundraiser, and uh, we make make our own barbecue sauce. It is delicious. Really? Yes, it is. I'll have to bring you some sometime. I've got some sitting over here at the church. Let me know. I'll come buy a plate next time. I mean, I'll drive for good barbecue. Yeah, I'm telling you. it's it's. it's I'll drive for good barbecue. All right, let's get your Gates barbecue sauce out, Chris, because that apparently is your favorite. There you go. First win for Walker Valley over a team from Hamilton County since 2017. Wow. That's great. That's good. And that was Red Bank, 45-42 was that score in that one. I thought that was a little bit of an oddball score considering how, how much these defenses have, have shown this year back when the defenses were really not showing off back in 2017. Right. It was all offense back in that one. So that's that's my nugget. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope the barbecue sauce tasted delicious. Uh, one note that we need to get to uh, this week, and, you know, everybody's kind of scrambling to get games scheduled. Uh, Brainerd will play Pearl Cone out of Nashville this Friday, so add that to your schedule this week. Pearl Cone will be at Brainerd. That is a 7 o'clock Central Time, 8 o'clock Eastern Time kickoff at to our knowledge. Brainerd. Yeah, as, as we understand it, according to Pearl Cone, um, they will be at Brainerd on Friday night. So that is uh, Pearl Cone's one of those schools uh, in the Nashville area. Really good program, or have has been a good program in the past. If, if you remember... Uh, he played on the defensive line at Tennessee, John Henderson. Uh, I want to say Big John was on the 98 team that won the, the national championship. He was an enormous human being, uh, probably one of the largest people I think I have ever seen. I mean, the man was massive. And uh, John Henderson went to, uh, went to Pearl Cone back in the, uh, back in the okay. 90s. So right. they've turned out some good football players there. Yeah, and see, and Chris, this was announced on Sunday. This game against uh, um, Pearl Cone, yeah, 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 Pearl Cone and Brainerd. I, I'm curious. There have been a lot of games we talked about this season that, or maybe we haven't talked about that have been in the rumor mills that coaches have called and this and that. And Chibalista Blake, even with you know a week or two to go, they haven't. So I wonder when it went along the process. This one was approved, or if it was just approved on Sunday. I'm curious to see how the TWSWA has been dealing with that. Not that you know. Well, I don't think the TWSWA gets involved in scheduling. I mean, that's well, I think, between the well, I, that's between the coaches. Year, I've heard this year the TWSWA has has got involved for shorter times within a week or you know within about a week if I it's gotcha. within that period that kind of thing. So I'm curious to see if some of these maybe just a week before, like this is being announced on a Sunday. That's less than a week before. I wonder how involved the TWSWA is being. And some of these, and maybe because they're out of state, maybe TWSAA has been kind of shy. We've, we've had a couple of rumor mill games that have been in the works this year. So I'm just curious about that, and, you know, I wonder where the thought is on that. Well, here's what we've learned, I think, uh, during this year. Number one, we don't need to, you know, even whether we're talking college football or high school football, there's no reason to schedule games too far out. You know, like no. in college football, I mean, they're scheduling games for 2034. That's ridiculous. You yeah. don't need to schedule games that far out. And look, in high school football, uh, it's not ideal for these coaches. They've got a lot of stuff in addition to classroom responsibilities and everything mm-hmm. else that most of them are, are having to deal with. And then you're, 
you're putting them in a situation where they're scrambling to find opponents a lot of times. It's not ideal, but uh, give these guys credit because I think everybody has at just about been a, had their schedule affected one way or, or another yeah. uh, this year, and, and a lot of these coaches have. They've had to scramble to try to find opponents to, uh, to put in there. And good job by Brainerd. They're going to take on a bigger school in Pearl Cone. And, um, you know, Brainerd's the been the second one they've done this year, right? Yeah. They had Tullahoma, they had to schedule too. And, so, and Brainerd's uh, been one of the surprise teams. Brainerd, that's a really good football team at Brainerd that we haven't talked a lot of, enough about probably, yeah. but that's a good football team. Let's get to our Friday night reveals Chandler. I will go first. We do this every week. This is where Chandler and I, we kind of reveal what we saw Friday night. Uh, first thing. Walker Valley's the second-best team in 4-5A. I think they beat Saudi Daisy in two weeks. Secondly, Anderson County and Maryville are still the same. McMahon County is going to get Maryville this Friday night, and I think I'm right in that East Hamilton plays Anderson County this week. Yeah, I believe so. If you're East Hamilton, you can't let Walker Valley beat you twice because I think that's what Tennessee did in college football this week, they let Georgia beat them twice. Georgia beat them last week, and they were still hung over from that Georgia loss on Saturday and ended up losing to Kentucky. Don't be Tennessee if you're East Hamilton. You've got to be Hamilton ready to go. The game is then. Yep, sorry. You've got to be ready to go. And uh, and congrats to, uh, to Sale Creek, Chandler. They're building something. That is four straight wins now for the Sail Creek Panthers this season. We hadn't talked about them much either, but Sail Creek's going to be a playoff team. So congratulations to the Panthers. And, um, and you talk about, you know, we talk about the job that, you know, Drew Akins has done kind of resurrecting that program at, at Walker Valley. How about building a program from nothing? Because that's what uh, Ron Cox and those folks out at Sail Creek have done, and they've done a heck of a job with it. Yeah, and that was one of mine too, Chris. I think that Cell Creek has just done a fantastic job, um, you know. And, and I think, you know, I think they're not going to get the good. I don't think they're going to get a good draw with that third seed. You know, having to play someone over there. Who knows? They might make an upset, but Gordonsville. It, it you know, they'll yeah, probably end up going to Gordonsville or Gordonsville or Monterey, yep. depending on how that one shows out. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to end up. I think Cell Creek is out of all the one A teams. I think they're the most built for an upset because I think someone could underlooked them because Sell Creek is, you know, like you said, they, they've been built from basically nothing. And uh, a lot of people don't have the reason to give them the expectations, um, you know, other than, you know, because they're going to look at that schedule and say, ah, but they have got some guts about them. I think I said last week in our Friday Night Reveals that Sell Creek has finally got some guts about them. So uh, thank you, Chris, for, um, you, you know, cheating from last week. Um, that's always great. Uh, I'm going to start with mine. Uh, Hickson is starting to gain some momentum. Now, I know Howard's down. They barely lost to Howard 14-7. I mean, it's by a touchdown. Um, that was a tight game. They led East Hamilton last week 5-0 before anything got. Now, that ended up being a blowout. I'm not going to say that that's the reason I'm looking at this, but I think Coach Owensby is finally starting to show some signs of life. Uh, you know, could be an under-the-radar team next season. Uh, as far as maybe get an upset or two next season. I don't know that they're going to get upset before the end of the season. I don't know that they would – they're not going to make the playoffs, that's for sure. But I don't know that they're going to make some headway against a quality opponent this season. But, uh, you know, I think Hickson is going to make some headway. And I've said that for a couple of weeks. Um, I think last time John was on, I would mentioned that as well. We both kind of agreed that Hickson was kind of on the way up. My next one is – I think this is obvious. 
Baylor and McCauley are no longer top dogs. Now, I know that sounds kind of corny, kind of weird, but they may not be anywhere close is my point here, and they may not be anywhere like we thought they were. I think McCauley still has a chance of being one of the top dogs. I think they may be down. I don't know, but what we've learned is there's two. There's a team that has beat uh, McCauley. That's uh, that's Father Ryan, and there's a team that's beat them earlier in the season. That's Brentwood Academy. So we know at least there's two in their own region that are above both Baylor and McCauley. Baylor may have fallen off the wagon big time here, but I think the situa- situation is way better for Baylor than it is McCauley. I think McCauley is a team, and this is kind of the tale of two teams here that are rivals. McCauley is a team that works better when the expectations are high. I think they do. Baylor, not so much. They seem to play better when the expectations are lower. In 2016 and 2017, when they were 3-7, and 6-4, and four, this is Baylor, they went to the semifinals and the second round, respectively. The last two seasons, when the expectations have been higher, they've been ousted in the first round. So, to me, my Friday night reveal is, I think Baylor is due for an upset here, and I think McCauley may be due for an early exit earlier than any of us really expect here. And, uh, you know, I, I hate to see them in this way. I felt like they were going to be two of the stronger teams, not only in Division II AAA, but in the state. That may be reflected in our rankings in the next episode. I think we're going to have a lot of shakeups next week, Chris. A lot of shakeups, and uh, our this may be the the mo- most different our rankings look after this week at, at, at any time during this podcast in the last three years we've been doing this. Chandler, let's take a quick pause. We'll come back and we'll wrap up our review of Week Nine of the high school football season here on SETN Preps. <music> Do you ever feel like your voice isn't heard when you're listening to a podcast? You want to yell, you want to scream, or you just want to tell us that we're doing a good job or maybe we might actually be right? Imagine that. Then go to anchor.fm. You can go on the app. You can go on the website. You can go right on your phone on the browser, and you can record a voice message. That's right. You can let your voice be heard on the SETN Preps podcast. Just go to anchor.fm and go to our page, SETN Preps, and you can leave a voice message and tell us what you think. Hey guys, it's Chandler Morrison from the SCTM Preps Podcast. I am so excited to tell you about our new show on the SCTM Preps Network. It's called Playoffology with me, John Boston, and Will Frizzell. Listen, it's going to be a great show. We're going to talk about the playoffs. Playoffs? What are you talking about the playoffs? We can't even win a game. Listen, we're going to talk about the playoffs, where your team is going to be, where they're going to be at home, on the road, how far they're going into the playoffs, maybe a state championship run for some teams. Listen, you're going to love it. It's called Playoffology every Tuesday on social media and on the SETM Preps Network podcast. You can find it wherever podcasts are found. You can find it on social media, setmpreps.com slash Facebook, on IGTV. We'll have that on there too. And on our YouTube channel, SETM Preps. All right, welcome back, Chris and Chandler. We are set to wrap things up today here on SCTN Preps as we get you set for Week Ten. Chandler, look, here's the deal: we got two big games, uh, and there may be more, but I'm going to tell you, uh, I am looking forward to the Maryville uh, McMinn County game and seeing how that one plays out. 
and I look forward to seeing East Hamilton get their shot again at Anderson County. Anderson County hadn't missed a beat this year. I mean, they have been rolling people. So, uh, and I know they, um, they've been really impressive again. So I look forward. I think they, who do they play? Was it Chattanooga Central that they beat yes. up on, on Friday yeah. night? Yeah. I mean, they beat yeah. them 50 something to, to nothing or whatever the, whatever the final was. I don't have it in front of me, but, uh, they have not missed a beat this year. Really good football team. Big test for East Hamilton. Looking forward to talking about that one coming up later in the week. You can find that podcast will drop on Thursday. Chandler, you got anything to add before we get out of here today? Yeah, I wanted to add something real quick. You know, I think that the uh, I think this is going to go overlooked because it's South Pittsburgh and Whitwell, but I think that score was very surprising in the fact that not really surprising, but I think it was going to shake a lot of eyeballs i guess around the area 76 to nothing a couple of things on that i want to point out to people one is that i don't know if you remember this but the last time the south pittsburgh lost a regular season game before last week against max county yeah, it was, was Whit- it was whitwell on whitwell's turf they were at whitwell again this year because that's how the scheduling works so maybe taking out a little frustration not only from the max county loss last week but from the last time they lost as well against Whitwell, um, you know, I and, and I don't know, Chris, I, I think that 76 points is a lot of points, but I, I think there are a lot of people that are going to look at this and say, oh, they're running up the score, but really they're not. Um, and I, I think it's one of those situations where you can't really stop a good team from, from scoring. Well, I look uh, at it like this. It's, you know, I'm, you can't tell a kid – to run out of bounds or take a knee or something like that. And, you know, furthermore, I don't think a coach should. If a kid shows up to practice and he puts in his work all week, if he gets into a game and he gets an opportunity to score, then that kid deserves every bit of that. So uh, it's it's my job to score, it's your job to stop it, you know, or it's your job to score and it's my job to stop it. So either way, that's, you know, this is football. That's the way it's played. If you get beat really bad, you know, you, you can't get your feelings hurt. That's that's part of life because yeah. sometimes you're going to get beat up in life too and you got to pick it up and keep going and um yeah. you know, that's a kids are resilient and I think uh you know, it's a rebuilding year at Whitwell and and everybody knows that and look, they're probably going to be down again next year. It's going to be a couple of years now. Now, they do have a, a middle school team that played for a Sequatchie Valley Championship this year. So help is on the way. They've just yeah. got, they're just going to have, it's going to take a couple of years. They got a good quarterback down there. I watched, I kind of watched that middle school team earlier this season because I had to announce some games for Sequatchie County. He's a pretty good quarterback. I don't know. Uh, I know, I think I might be related to him somehow, some way, but uh, it's probably distant. It's Whitwell. Uh, I'm probably related to half the people in Whitwell, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, I, I'm curious what you think about this, Chris, real quick before we go. Um, you know, we have, a, we have a mercy rule, 35 nothing. the clock just runs. I'm curious, if, if someone puts 50 up, is there maybe something we can do? You know, if someone puts 56 or 49, and it's, it's you know, uh, that kind of margin, can we just end the game there? Do we really need to put 76 points on there? And does it really help? I know, I know it kind of helps maybe sometimes your third or fourth string get some playing time, and get, but – what are your thoughts on that? Maybe just ending the game. Once you get to a certain point after that, if there's that much of a margin there, like, like we no, have there. No, 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 you don't never? end the game. No, never. No, these kids have to learn, you know, that life's not always going to be okay. easy and you got to okay. keep pushing through and you can't quit when times get tough. So no, 
you know, now the mercy rule, I understand why the mercy rule is in place and the mercy rule is a good thing. It's a good thing for high okay. school football and, and I'm fine with the mercy rule. Um, but no, there's, there's, you don't end the game early because somebody's getting beat bad. Um, you, you, you know, kids got to learn to keep fighting and, uh, and keep scratching and clawing and, and staying in the game. And that's the way I view it. So, so no, I, I would, no, 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 uh, not, not everybody deserves a trophy at the end of the year. And sometimes you just get your brains beat in and you got to learn to take it. Okay. I wasn't completely for it. I was just curious if you would would ever go for it, and we got that resounding answer a while ago. So no, no, that's no. That's good. All right. Nope, nope. On not that a, note, not at all. <laughs> all right, that's going to do it for us here on SETN Preps. Again, we'll be back with you on Thursday. Be looking for that podcast to drop. We'll take a look ahead at Week Ten. Man, have we got some good games coming up in mm-hmm. Week Ten of high school football in Southeast Tennessee? Can't wait to get back together, Chandler, and we'll talk about it then. Have a great week, everybody. Do you ever feel like your voice isn't heard when you're listening to a podcast? You want to yell, you want to scream, or you just want to tell us that we're doing a good job or maybe we might actually be right? Imagine that. Then go to anchor.fm. You can go on the app. You can go on the website. You can go right on your phone on the browser, and you can record a voice message. That's right. You can let your voice be heard on the SETN Preps podcast. Just go to anchor.fm and go to our page, SETN Preps, and you can leave a voice message and tell us what you think. Thank you.